0: Hi and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host John Rennie. If you're a leader, you're probably very busy. What if I told you that you are likely working on the wrong things? The Pareto principle tells us that 80% of our outcomes come from just 20% of our actions. So how do we determine which 20% we should focus on? My guest today is going to help us answer that question. Perry Marshall is an engineer-turned-author, and he has helped thousands of business leaders eliminate 80% of their wasted efforts. I'm excited to have Perry on the show and help us as well. So, are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Perry Marshall. Perry is a business strategist and author of eight books, including his 2013 bestseller, 80-20 Sales and Marketing. His latest book, Detox, Declutter, Dominate, How to Excel by Elimination, shows how readers can grow their business four times faster by eliminating 80% of the wasted effort. Perry has helped thousands of small companies become big companies by applying his principles. As the founder of a small company myself, I'm excited to get his unique perspective. So, Perry, welcome to the show.
1: Great to be on, and thank you for having me. We're having a little evening together on Zoom, and I'm um, really looking forward to this. So it's going to be... I am as
0: well. I am as well. I'm, And I've got my pad to take a lot of notes, because I know what you're going to share is going to be really powerful. So let me get started. You, I, as I looked at your background, I noticed you started your career in engineering, mm-hmm. and then you moved into sales and marketing. So why did you make the shift or how did you make that shift?
1: So that shift happened in two stages. Uh, the first stage was when I was in engineering school, um, I, I had a job and I played a prank and uh, I got fired from my job. And then I got fired from another job and another job. So in the space of Uh, about two or three months, I got fired from three jobs. And uh, about a month later, I got invited to an Amway meeting. And, you know, I don't think I would have taken that seriously at all, had the three firings not happened, because those Mm -hmm. were pretty painful. And, you know, one of them, I totally deserved. The other two were political. Um, I was asking too many questions. In fact, one of those jobs I got fired for walking across the hall and asking the IT manager, "Could they add a field to the printout?" Oh, wow. And the the boss thought it made her look bad, and and so yeah, I was out the door. Um, and but my my sense of security was shaken, and so I was much more inclined to listen when somebody was talking about owning your own business. And so uh, a little later, I actually did sign up, and I. I went down the whole multi-level marketing carnival, you know, circus. Okay. Um, but that taught me, like I never really made any money in that. And, uh, that's like a whole other story, Mm. but they taught me how to like put on a shirt and a tie and a suit and look sharp and go out and present to people. So Fast forward, I get out of engineering school, I take a job designing speakers, I'm in acoustics. Um two and a half years in, they have a layoff. Mm. And my wife is three months pregnant with our first child. Yeah. And uh if I if I want to stay in my field, I'm gonna have to move. I don't want to move. So I end up taking a sales job. And the guy that hired me, he goes. Perry is a sales job. Uh, he's a sales guy waiting to happen mm. uh, while he said, you know, Perry, you, you look presentable, you know, which meant you, you actually like somebody actually taught you how to like put on a shirt and a tie and look nice and talk to people. And like, I was like, all right, so here we go. You know, this shouldn't be too, too difficult. <laughs> it was extraordinarily difficult. Mm. Okay. Um, You know, for one thing, I didn't know what kind of sales job I should be looking for. Uh, I was selling industrial equipment. I was at least moderately familiar with the sort of stuff I was selling. But really, I mean, I was in over my head. And my life was going to the office, opening the manufacturer's directory, pounding the phone all day, trying to get appointments with anybody that would see me uh there's lots of people have done that right and uh for the first two years like nothing none of the projects i worked on really panned out it was like just one thing after another after another after another would just fall you know the deal would fall through and our credit card debt is going up and my my wife has quit her legal secretary job and we got a baby at home and I'm the sole breadwinner. And man, like that was, that was rough. Well, about a year and a half into the two year job that I eventually, I got fired again. Okay. Like I think i have been fired like five times uh, in my life. Um, about a year and a half in, I'm really struggling. I went to the seminar And I heard Dan Kennedy and Dan Kennedy was talking about direct response marketing. Okay. And this was really pre-internet. This was in 97 Uh, really in 97, nobody was seriously doing business on the internet. I mean, Mm -hmm. the internet was a toy, you know, and so, you know, it was old school. It's like print ads and direct mail and stuff like that. But man, that stuff works. And, and, and I bought his $300 thing and I went home with it. It was like, I wonder if I could straighten out my ailing sales career with this. Well, I got fired from that job a few months later, uh, just before Thanksgiving. As a matter mm. of fact, it was like, like this exact time of year. Um, and uh, like, I, I, I go home at 10 o'clock in the morning and my wife, or nine, right? Whatever time it was, my wife looks up and she's like, uh, you, you got fired. I'm like, mm. how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so I scrambled, I, I, I found this other job. I'd actually interviewed the week before and they never actually found out that I had been fired and they hired me and it was this tiny little company and they were basically an engineering firm that did software projects, but they had this tiny little product line they were trying to get off the ground. And I became the sales manager for the new little product line. And so, um, so here we go. And they had a website and I remember, so I learned a lot from that Dan Kennedy stuff. In fact, it was the first marketing and sales education that really made sense.
0: Mm.
1: Now, I understood how to go shake hands and make phone calls and all of that. But I did not understand the psychology of getting people to buy stuff. Mm. And like, I was seriously, I was the most unsuccessful sales guy you've ever met. Like, I was terrible at recruiting in Amway. I had a terribly low rate of getting people to sign up. I had a terribly low rate of getting people to give me purchase orders. I just, I was bumbling around and I just, I had tons of heart and tons of willingness to to go do stuff, but I was just so clueless. Mm. And it was like, Dan was explaining in a much more methodical way, like this This is how the sale, this is the sequence of the sales process, which was very obvious because it was all on paper. Mm. Okay. Like this is how you write a sales letter. I remember why. So I, I, you know, I'm reading these copywriting books. I remember walking into a sales appointment and it dawned on me, you realize if you structure this conversation the same way those sales letters are structured, that, that it'll work there's a headline. There's an opening statement. You know, some kind of a promise. Then you, you got to rub salt in the wound and agitate the problem, and then make some kind of guarantee and make an offer. Have a call to action at the end. It's like, oh, I get it now. Mm. And 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 so we got this website, and we we have forms that people could fill out to get more information. And I remember it occurred to me dude, you realize that a sales letter and a website are like almost the same? And nobody told me this,
0: Mm.
1: but I was like, oh, okay. Well, that new job, a couple of things were the same and a couple of things were different from the old one. And I started hitting home runs. Mm. And man, like after after all I'd been through, it was like the best kind of therapy ever. Just the fact that somebody wanted to talk to me instead of me chasing them around. Like every day I would come to work and there would be forms that people had filled out and they would show up in my email box and it was like, this person wants to know, check this box, check this box, check,
0: nice.
1: you know, and I could email them back or I could call them on the phone. They're like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did fill out that form. Well, yeah, let yeah. me tell you what I'm doing. And I'm like, wow, somebody actually wants to talk to me. Wow. And that, I mean, that was, that was as good as getting a commission check and not going into debt anymore. I'm telling you, it was just, I still remember it so vividly just what, It was like a ball in a chain, just dragging that failure and the frustration around and always being rejected. It was just hideous. Mm. So I can't tell you what an elation it was to not live that way anymore.
0: Mm. Yeah, you know, it's funny because a lot of people say, I don't want to go into sales. I couldn't be a salesman. Um, Sales is hard. And you... You went headlong into learning that uh, firsthand, right? Well, Um, I almost had
1: no choice. You know, it was like, well, if I'm going to stay in Chicago and Laura's not going to work anymore, I've got to make more money than I make now. So I've got to do something. It it was one of those burn the boats kind of thing. mm -hmm. It was like, I made the leap. Like, this is going to have to work. Well, it took a couple of years for it to start working. Mm. And man, we were up to our eyeballs in debt and everything else by the time it did start working. So it was it was
0: harrowing. Mm. And the magic that you found was getting qualified leads, right? So getting people that were actually interested in wanting to talk to you about the product.
1: Yes, and being positioned. See, there is a very important psychology if especially if you're trying to sell expertise. Okay. You know, it's one thing if you're selling popcorn or, or uh, you know, know, newspaper subscriptions or something, okay, and, and you're just gonna, you're just gonna knock on doors and and but, I was trying to sell sophisticated solutions to sophisticated problems. You know, a car, Dan Kennedy said this years ago: a cardiologist does not call you at dinner time and ask you if you might happen to need heart surgery, Mm. right? Like, the the cardiologist is positioned as an expert. And if you're positioned as a beggar, they're never going to listen. I don't care how smart you are, how many degrees you have, and how legitimately great your knowledge is. And And so I started to learn the art of positioning. And, and it enabled me to sell in a way that was consistent with my personality. Because mm-hmm. I hated walking in a door and, like, slapping a guy in the back and trying to tell jokes and tell him how pretty the fish is on his wall and, oh, I like your golf trophies. or I, I hate that kind of small.
0: It wasn't your personality. It wasn't the, no. your selling style. Yeah. Whoa. No. Most engineers would hate that.
1: Right, right. Right? Like, oh, just, just stop. Just leave. Right. So so yeah, it was when when you figure out how you personally sell, um, and, and and you dial that in, you will experience a transformation because everybody does sell. Okay. I mean, they may not be employed as salespeople, but if you're successful in any profession, you somehow or another figure out how to get people to cooperate with you.
0: Absolutely. and everybody
1: has a way that they do it and you just need to get good at the way that you do it
0: absolutely yeah i was going to say i mean as an entrepreneur as a small business owner is starting something from scratch like i did 5 years ago i mean if you are not you are you have to be in the sales you have to be in the marketing and sales cuz you're not only just selling to customers but you're selling to potential investors and and distributors and and even even your employees, making sure that they feel like that they're getting on board the right ship, right? That this ship is going in the right direction. So you're constantly selling. And like like you, I'm an engineer and I have a technical background. Mm-hmm. And um, but I've but I found as an entrepreneur, as the head of a small business, I'm selling. 24-7, it seems like. So, I mean, you have to learn selling skills if you want to start a business. Those people that are listening in and saying, well, I want to start a business, well, but I don't like selling. Well, you probably shouldn't get into a business because it is all about selling yourself, selling your company, and selling it to the the people that work for you. So I think selling is a big part of starting a company. And if you are uncomfortable with it, it's probably uh, it's probably an area you should get comfortable with.
1: That's right. That's yeah. right.
0: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit before we get into your new book. I want to just touch a little bit on your very successful book that you wrote, the 80-20 Sales and Marketing book. And I just wanted to ask you, I was curious, why do you think that book resonated with so many people?
1: Well, I think we, we have hit a point in the last 10 years of society where everyone is just saturated mm-hmm. with things that you could do.
0: Mm.
1: And you can't do them and you shouldn't do them. Like think, think how much the world has changed since I had that sales job and you didn't have the internet and cell phone minutes were expensive. Well, there was actually only so much you could do. And there was, there was in a certain sense, there was only so much work to do and to be done um, but all of a sudden work you could work 24 hours a day you could work 365 days a year you could never run out of emails to answer you could never write and 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 if you're not getting enough all you got to do is go push a couple of buttons and more will come right and so people are just saturated mm. okay and and they have, and, and and then the advice is overwhelming so so not only are all of the inputs and all of the opportunities and all the little rabbit trails you could go chase endless okay but the advice is endless too.
0: Mm,
1: oh, so you true. need to learn how to be a copywriter. You need to learn how to negotiate. You need to learn how to close sales. You need to learn how to pitch investors. You need to learn how to make landing pages. You need to learn how to do Facebook campaigns. You, I'm like, how on earth mm. is anybody going to do all of this? And and it, so, so many people just feel like they're drowning. And so when i when i wrote this book 8020 had been my grid for the previous 10 years of how i did everything i had discovered the real power of 8020 i had discovered that a it's not just some like kind of business school abstraction it's every friggin where yeah been around for 13 billion years all <laughs> the time okay And it's fractal, which means the pattern inside a pattern inside a pattern inside a pattern. There's an 80-20 inside an 80-20. There's levers inside of levers. And so this had been my grid, my mental grid, when I figured out Google ads and I figured out Facebook ads. And I, I decided to kind of roll the dice. So, you know, Google, teaching Google was like, the magic carpet ride of a lifetime for about, you know, five, six, seven years. It was Mm -hmm. like the hottest thing in the world. Well, that started to cool off. And I thought, I don't know if this will work. What if I teach people the thinking behind this? Because Mm -hmm. when I figured out Google ads, it was like, all right, so I've got these clicks and these impressions and these bid prices and the spend and like, and all these columns and numbers and everything. And like real human beings are going to have to go into this thing and actually get customers out of it. Okay. So how do, like, how do you not spend the next 90 years building a Google campaign that you're never done building? Mm-hmm. Well, you have to eighty twenty this thing. And so, and so I did that and it worked. And so what my Google book was really, it was, this is the 80-20 of how you do Google. I just didn't say it that way. Mm. I thought, so what if I took that thinking process and I taught the process behind the process, say, hey, look, you can use this on anything. And um And I remember having a conversation with my friend, John, like, is this going to work? I don't know if this is going to work. Are people going to like this or not? And it really hit a nerve. You know, I, well, the subtitle of the book is, um, the definitive guide to making more by working less. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that, and see, that's not an empty promise. That is exactly what eighty twenty delivers. Okay. Because. You know, when water rolls down a mountain and forms a stream and goes into a river, the water isn't thinking. It's just obeying the laws of 80-20, okay? Because 80% of the water is in 20% of the rivers, mm-hmm. okay? But humans, we can think, we can predict. So you can, you can use 80-20 as a way to predict the future. It's not just a rearview mirror thing. And uh, and so, like I think that's really what resonated with people, uh, even including things like the marketing DNA test. Like the marketing DNA test costs thirty seven dollars, but there's a there's a link to get into the test free in the eighty twenty book, which is only seventeen dollars, and that tells you how you sell. You know, we were talking five minutes ago about different people sell different ways. Well, after working with thousands of entrepreneurs, I saw that people have incredibly different styles and modes of selling, and I, I kind of isolate. It's like, well, it really comes down to these eight things,
0: mm. and that
1: te- that tells. So well, some people are copywriters, and they'll sit in a cave with no mm. sunlight for weeks. You <laughs> know, you know they'll, and that's the word's how perfect. They sell. And there's other people, they're hostage negotiators. And you just throw them in a situation, you know, and they just talk their way out of anything. And you realize those two two guys that I just described are as different as you could possibly imagine. And you take a copywriter and you make him a hostage negotiator, you'll probably get shot, (laughs) right? And you take a hostage negotiator, And you you make him right here. Here's one way to know if, if you got a hostage negotiator, they always send you emails with no subject line because Mm -hmm. their brain moves so fast that they don't even notice that they're supposed to like to do that. Okay. And so, so if, if like, if you can dial in your sales personality and profile and then build on your strengths and just not even do that weakness stuff oh your life will totally change Totally.
0: i I like what you've done here you know you know you you mentioned it you can i mean google the algorithm algorithms between behind facebook and google and those things are going to constantly be changing and you have to really stay up on that all the time and that's constantly changing what doesn't change though is the mindset behind it. And I really like what you did there. And that's probably why it resonated with so many people because the application and how do you apply that can go through a lot of different things in your life, not just in even in sales and marketing. So that concept is probably very appropriate, especially in a world where we're super busy and we're inundated with so many di- different messages. You know, it's getting down to what is the 20% that's really important that's going to yield 80% of the results. And I really think that's probably why it resonated so yeah. well with so many people. So,
1: We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors is your boss a jerk i understand you're in the hospital but i'm gonna need you to come in today do they lack any ability to actually lead people oh it's fine i'll, I'll just find somebody else that can do it okay john is offering a new service just for you for only ten dollars he will anonymously mail a copy of his best-selling book i have the watch to your boss with a personal note go to ihavethewatch.com and enter the discount code
0: boss at checkout It's what I drink every day. Bottom Gun is offering a discount to the listeners of Deep Leadership. Go to BottomGunCoffeeCompany.com and enter the discount code DEEP at checkout. Bottom Gun Coffee, the taste that's qualified. Well, let's talk about your new book. I'm excited to talk about this So it's Detox, Declutter, Dominate, How to Excel by Elimination. I love this. Um, I am married to an anti-hoarder. So um, (laughs) which, you know, you've seen or you've heard of these shows, Hoarders, where people just save everything, right? My wife is just the opposite. If I put a shirt down, I may not ever see it again. So it may not go in the laundry. So she's very much into decluttering our lives and keeping everything kind of organized. And um, so we have a very organized house, but um, this particular book, what was the genesis genesis of it? and, And who is this written for?
1: So a lot of entrepreneurs and marketers and business people, we don't hoard, like I knew a guy who hoarded newspapers and his mother invited me. up. She's like, Perry, I need to show you something. And I walk into his house and like there, it was a foot deep in newspapers all the living room. Okay. So he was like a real hoarder. Okay. Well, I don't know hardly any actual hoarders, but I was hoarding. Now let's, I'll tell you a story. I was hoarding something else. So I am, in my office it's february it's snowing it's cold day i remember i'm on the phone and i look over and through my french doors here in this office i see the president of my company Mm. i'm like he lives in nebraska what's he doing here Mm. unannounced i'm like this doesn't seem good (laughs) so i get off the phone and he's like, Perry, we need to talk. Okay. So we talked for the next eight hours. And basically, he had showed up to tell me, we have too many expenses. We have too many employees. We have too many projects. We have not enough revenue. And we need, we got to start chopping, dude. No, 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 no. Brian, you just don't understand. Like, you know, you know, okay, Brian, let me explain. You know, maybe your imagination is not sophisticated, sufficiently developed to grasp how incredibly flawless my plans are. And, you know, and so basically after by I don't know, 11 o'clock that night, I, I, Sort of arm wrestled him into no, it's really okay, and you know this thing's going to pop, and this thing's going to be so awesome. Well, fast forward about three months, and it was like you know I probably should have listened to Brian about three Mm -hmm. months ago, okay? Because I had too much of all of that. Okay, it was like I don't know, maybe it was fear of missing out, but it was like I was just trying to to do everything. Mm -hmm. And so I had to start chopping. Well, like laying off employees, and trimming the staff and cutting vendors and cutting product lines and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, it sure would have been a whole lot less painful if we had started that cutting three months before, because like when you lay question for you, when you lay somebody off, do you stop paying them right away?
0: No, there's always a delay, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, right, like yeah, yeah.
1: we might have a severance package and all the sure. stuff. Okay, so this is getting really painful, okay? And for about three months, every, like twice a week, we're having a what-are-we-going-to-chop meeting,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay? And I had to... I had to start doing 80-20 and not just teaching it. Now, 80-20, if you really understand it, it's much more about what you don't do than what you do. It's what you say no to more than what you say yes to. Because you can't say yes until you said no. And so we got through that. And, you know, so six months after Brian had that conversation with me, we finally drained the swamp and the overhead is down and it's much easier to do business. And so I, I put together a course called 30 day reboot. I was like, you know, I really have not enjoyed what I have just been through, but it's been one of the most valuable things that I've ever done Because I really embraced subtracting or, you know, as the book says, how to excel by elimination. I I had gotten deadly serious about eliminating things. And, and I'll tell you a quick story. I I went, I was in Ireland, which is one of my favorite places in the world. And I visited an island on the West coast uh, called the great Blasket. And I had, there was this lady Um, who ran the coffee shop there. And she was telling me a story about a couple. Now, this place is so beautiful. You can't imagine how beautiful this island is, okay? Uh, Like, everybody should go there. And there's, there's a beach down the way with seals, and there's birds, and it's the greenest place you've ever seen. And she tells me about this argument that she heard these customers having while they were waiting for coffee. And the husband's like, Honey, we're in heaven. And she's like, what are you talking about? There's nothing to buy, there's no malls, there's no <laughs> shopping. Like, get me out of this godforsaken place. Okay. And 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 this lady is telling me this story. She goes, Perry, some people are so addicted to cell phones and like stimulation and everything else. They come to the most beautiful place on earth and they hate it.
0: I can't she get goes, away.
1: She goes, this is a problem. Hmm. And, and like it, like it, it all snapped in place. It was like, okay, yes. Not only do need, do people need to do 80, 20 on their business? Like I've been doing All summer long, people need to be doing 80-20 on their social media and their electronics and how many people can get to them and how often your cage gets rattled and how many things are beeping and dragging you. Because other people are running your life.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. And that
1: is who this book is for. This is a 36-page book, which is half pictures
0: I love that. By the way, I the idea behind a short small book is the fact that you want someone to read it and implement it, mm-hmm. right? How many, you know, 250 uh, page books do we have on our shelves that we don't right. actually read and implement, right? I mean, I have I have mine too, right? So I have books that I've purchased because I thought the concept was great, but I never really re- read through it. And um my the, the the best things that ever happened to me is when I've taken ideas from a book and actually circled it and said I'm gonna do this one thing. And that's when I've really found the benefit of 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 purchasing a book. And so I love the fact that it's short for that very reason is like read this and do it, right? Is that the point behind yeah. the short being a short yeah book? It,
1: it will totally change your life. So not only is it short, you know, 36 pages with graphics and illustrations and and pictures. So, but every, so this book has seven steps and these seven steps will still be just as valid 25 years from now as they are today. Excellent. And these seven steps are just as valid whether you are making $1,000 a year or a million dollars a year. Like if you're getting started, these are the steps. If you're incredibly successful, these are the steps. So it's one game plan for the rest of your business life. I am completely serious about this. I am not exaggerating. This book will change your life. Like read it every week for the next six weeks and then read it every month for the rest of your business life. And if you're doing these seven things, you're always going to be headed in the right direction.
0: That's fantastic. yeah, it's interesting. i you know I think that people people don't declutter, right? and they and I think people sometimes are even attracted to uh, complexity. And I was just talking with a customer the other day, and we're 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 working to sell them a product. and it's basically three part numbers, right? And he wanted to do tier pricing, and he wanted to box them a certain way, and, and and we he just kept getting more and more complicated. And I had to say to him, I said, "Look, why don't we just make this simple? We'll do we'll do three part numbers, and we'll have one price for for each of the part numbers, and we'll box them, you know, a certain way." But I just, you know, it was almost like boiling it down to like, let's make it simple, so we don't screw it up in the future. We don't have debates and arguments in the future. Why don't we just make it really simple and straightforward? And he was just sort of like. Oh yeah, we we could do that. Right. And I, I see too many people, especially I did 22 years in corporate America and complexity in a global company is like, it's desired. Like we got to make this thing more complicated. I have I, one of my customers is a global company right now that I'm selling to. And, and I can tell you, I've been working on this account for four years and they keep, you know, it's a new person, you know, someone gets fired, someone comes in, they change this idea, they want to do something else. And the thing is they've, they've implemented all this complexity and they don't just have one person who can just make a decision right and 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 focus on what's really important right now we get in arguments and debates about a about a uh, a dimension right and, and the tolerance and we're talking about a piece this particular part is made of porcelain right it's it's clay that's baked in an oven they want to have three decimal places on a millimeter and we're just like you you can't do that right <laughs> here's the reason why so my point is i think i think we sort of get into these get in these heavy heavy complex discussions when I think we got to get down to things being more simple and more basic and more straightforward. And that's what I try to do in my business because I can't handle too much complexity. I'm, I'm doing way too many things and, you know, to try to run a, run a successful business and grow a business. You can't do everything. You can't be everything for everyone.
1: Well, that's uh, step four: create an irresistible product that's a joy to use by simplifying. Yes, so that is yes. What I here.
0: saw that, and I, it just really it resonated with me because I just had this conversation with a customer. It's like, let's make this simple, so we don't fight about it in the future. Did I buy from this tiered pricing or that tiered pricing, or you know? And and it's just, um, yeah. I think we we unnecessarily make things complex sometimes. So, especially, I, especially in big companies, yeah,
1: that, that's right. And so, so you you have to, yeah, that, that declutter like in every department of your life. And sometimes it's your closet, and sometimes mm. it's your calendar, and and sometimes it's your business processes. And so, so eighty twenty applies to everything.
0: Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned something about detoxing phones, right? I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, right? And I have this phone. I have everything turned off except for text and phone calls. That's it. I don't have any alerts on my phone because every one of those times if you bing or some sort of notification, it's going to take your attention away from what you're working on at the moment. And that's probably one of the most important things that I do. The other thing is I turn it off at night and it's on a different level of my house. So I don't let it bother me in the evenings. And, uh, I think a lot of people could learn from that, you know, just get, oh, yeah. turn that clutter off, turn that noise off so that you can actually relax and you can focus.
1: That's right. You, you would be amazed at how much more you get done. When you switch all that stuff off, mm. you have enough time in a day. You can get a lot of stuff done. I'm proof. I am hardly ever on social media. I wrote a book on Facebook advertising. First chapter of the book says, delete the social media apps off your phone. Mm-hmm. You are you are not a diner eating cheesecake in the restaurant. You're a chef in the kitchen making the food.
0: Interesting. I like that.
1: Like literally first chapter of the Facebook just fourth edition just came out like delete. Um so yeah. Uh you you cannot let cannot let the world run your life. It will it will chew you up and spit you out.
0: Yeah you know customers too you know the 80-20 rule applies to customers you know 80% of your business that's good business is coming from 20% of your customers and how many times do we have that 20% of our customers just causing 80% of our headaches and work. That's and, always uh,
1: the case right. It's
0: always the case and we have a rule in our company once a year we allow uh, our employees to vote on which customers we're going to fire because because it's it's a hassle right and and right. I we have one right now that I'm you know, my employees are looking at me. I'm like, it's not the end of the year yet, but it's getting close. So well, they, they look to forward read. to that. No, I know. We Even just, before Thanksgiving. Kinda, I and, know. We, we, have a, we have fun with it. So, <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, I mean, you know, and and I really encourage that too. Just as a, as a small business owner, I do that. I practice that. And it's really, really, it feels so good. And I fired a million dollar customer and that's hard to do. Um, but I can tell you every one of my employees was thankful that we fired a million dollar customer. You
1: You should, you should fire 5% of your customers every year, Mm. at least 5% of your customers are almost guaranteed to be losing you money.
0: Yeah. Very true. Very true.
1: Almost, almost dead certainty that 5% Mm. of your customers, you're taping dollar bills to every box that ships out.
0: Absolutely, I agree hundred percent, yeah, yeah. we did one of the practices I did in corporate America too was like uh, we would have what I call um, uh, tail items that we'd have items that twenty percent of our items would, would hardly sell anything at all, right? All our volume was on the other products, and and so uh and they were a pain in the neck. Every time we had to produce one of these things, it was like, oh, we don't have the parts, we don't have this, I don't even make this part anymore. It was very difficult. It was costing us more money than we thought. And I just said to everybody, I said, what we're going to do is we're going to quadruple the price on all those tail items. Every one of them, we're going to times four. I said, well, you can't do that. I was like, well, why not? It's like, well, no one will buy them anymore. I said, good. That's the point. Yes. You know, I hope nobody buys them. And if they do buy them, I want to be able to ensure that I make money doing it. And, uh, and, and that mindset, that mentality of just say, we're going to chop off the tail. The tail is, is causing us all the work. And mm-hmm. I think that fits with a lot of things in life.
1: That's right. If you if you can't bring yourself to discontinue a product, just double a price.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very powerful. Yeah. So very good. So, um, you know, the new book is out. What's been the feedback so far? People that have read it and, and looked at it, what do they think?
1: I had an attorney say, this is a very experienced, very sharp guy. His name is Bill Hammond, actually. Um, he said, this is the single best business book I have ever read.
0: Ah, oh, that's great.
1: Um, it, people, people are really changed by this book. The, the feedback, like the, the ratings on Amazon are really incredible. And it, it, it will change your life. It, it is the shortest book that will change your life.
0: I love it. That's great. And, and what I like, too, that you said is it's timeless, too. It's not, you know, it's not a Google algorithm or a Facebook algorithm. This is just truly a timeless message about, you know, about this idea of 80-20 and, and how do you apply it in your life? I love it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. very good. Thank you, John. So um, how can people find out more about you, your company and uh, all your books, especially this new book?
1: Well, you can go to Amazon and buy Detox, Declutter, Dominate. Um, you can go to perrymarshall.com and sign up. There's an email course called the 30 Day Street MBA. It will grab you by the lapels. It will <laughs> take you, um, and, uh, and and it's supposed to. Um, you know, we'll 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 slap you around nicely, but we will slap you around, and and you'll get rid of some stuff that you've been dragging around behind you. And you'll be lighter, your load will be less, and you'll have more energy, you'll have more time, you'll be amazed at how much time you actually have. And you can breathe, you can think.
0: I love it. You know, uh, for those that are listening, you know, I talk all about uh, leading yourself first. And one part of leading yourself is to declutter yourself and mm-hmm. and to detox. And, and, and you really got to step away from all the things that are trying to run your life, you have to run your life, don't let the, the things in your life run your life. So This seems to be a really good resource uh, for leaders to take a look at. This new book, it's short, it's easy, it gets to the point, it's Detox, Declutter, Dominate, How to Excel by Elimination. It's about saying no to things and uh, setting your priorities right. So that sounds like a a really good book for anyone, uh, not just sales and marketing professionals, but anyone who's running a business, anyone who is leading an organization. This sounds like a great book for anyone that's in that kind of position that's maybe overwhelmed with all the things they're dealing with
1: yes sir (laughs) thank you for the opportunity to talk today it's been fun
0: yeah thank you perry i appreciate it and i appreciate all your wisdom well that's it for today thank you for listening to deep leadership if you like this podcast please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses till next time this is john rennie saying take care and lead well